What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Podcast Movement, the world's largest podcasting expo, will be in Philadelphia this year at the Downtown Marriott. Join Wildfire Radio this July 24th and 25th at Booth 55 for the grand unveiling of our revolutionary new product, Spark, Wildfire's groundbreaking podcast-in-a-box technology. Be one of the first podcasters in the world to have first-hand access to Spark. We also have some great free gifts for all attendees. Go to podcastmovement.com to order your tickets today and drop by Booth 55 for your free gift. Wildfire Radio, we're spreading. Yeah. 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 Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. Bird gang. They trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. Sports and John. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, who's next on the trade block? Tune in the fourth and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E A G L E S, we all look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, our hearts indebted. Fly Eagles fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up, Philadelphia? Casting from Wildfire Sports Studios. Welcome to the Fourth and John Show, episode 61. Boys and girls, your beloved Eagles are heading back to Philadelphia because training camp opens up in eight days. Now, I'm making confessions to you right here, right now. I listen to a ton of sports talk radio here in the city of Philadelphia. I know that this podcast goes coast to coast, in fact, globally. But a lot of the conversation amongst Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio right now is about the Philadelphia 76ers. LeBron James, can they get Kawhi Leonard? A lot of the focus on Sports Talk Radio right now is the Phillies. Can they trade for Manny Machado? Can they get that guy? Can the Phillies make a move? It almost seems like a lot of the people in Philadelphia are not talking about the Eagles, even though the new norm opens up just eight days away when training camp starts at the NovaCare Complex. Well, we want to get that conversation rolling because we feel like there's a little, I don't know, is this a Super Bowl hangover when it comes to the fans? We want to hear from you today on Twitter, on the phones, but we want to dive headfirst and get ready for the training camp experience, the new norm, the Super Bowl champions coming back to Philadelphia, and Mr. Gail Saunders' Eagle Sessions on Twitter. I want to kick it off with you first, my man, because I know even though the conversation here in Philly might not be all eagled up, you always are, my friend. Yes, you did. Yes, sir, brother. Uh, I mean, right now I think it's uh, this, this Eagle team is like focusing on ha- – going from good to great, you know, good, a good football team that won the Super Bowl, you know, n- now they're, they're trying to become that great team to w- go back to back. And that's, that's a whole nother level. And on, on a whole nother level of a, a guy who knows a lot about championship teams, I got a quote from Phil Jackson. No. Oh. Uh, good teams become great ones when the members trust each other enough to surrender the me for the we. And I think that's the foundation to this football team going into the season. You have rookies learning from veterans, veterans 
looking out for the young ones um, and, and building that team chemistry. I think that's the big that's the big difference uh, from this football team than uh, most of these football teams in the NFL right now. It's championship caliber. So excited, man. And that's and that's the beautiful thing about it. You just saw Carson Wentz, Mr. Carson Wentz, get married. All right, a lot of his teammates were there. Two rings this season. Two rings in one year. Congratulations to him, man. You know, seeing him like walk down the aisle was perfectly fine. To get inspired. I, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> but then to see him, like, you know, walking into the reception, bouncing around on that knee, cringed a little bit. I was like, oh, Carson, like, listen, I know you can't dance yeah. for shit anyway, but make sure you take care of that knee. But you see, like, the team bond that they have, top to bottom. I was talking to a guy, he, he mentioned the, you know, Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long. You know, the bond right there on defense. You have all these offensive linemen who are bonding together. Jason Kelsey, when he gave that speech, that underdog mentality speech, talking about all the different teammates that have gone through trials and tribulations to get to this point. I mean, that's the leg up besides the fact that they're wearing a ring that this Philadelphia Eagles team has on any other team, like the Minnesota Vikings, who are introducing a brand-new quarterback to an offensive system with a brand-new offensive coordinator. Like a team like... The Rams, who just signed Brandon Cooks for, to an extension. You know, all these one-year contracts. So we want to start, like, diving in on this. Not just the team in general, but the, the depth chart battles. The battles that we can expect in training camp. And we want to get your thoughts on it as well on the phones. 856-391-0099. That's 856-391-0099. Working the social media tonight is our boy Philly Mike. Philly, how are you tonight? Doing good, doing good. Uh, pretty pumped. A couple weeks for a big road trip. Seeing our guy Brian Dawkins doing the Hall of Fame speech. And uh, I got a quick question. A couple days ago, Darren Sproles was announcing after the season, uh, he's done. He's retiring. Sure. Uh, and obviously it's going to be a big low blow for us because he's such a weapon. I'm just curious. Do you guys think he's going to be retiring in Eagle this year? Or after this season? Do you think he's going to retire in Eagle? Or do you feel like he's going to be with retiring with the Chargers or the Saints? No, I think it, I think it's definitely a Philadelphia Eagle. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is his longest tenure, right, in one city I so. with the Philadelphia Eagles. Four and years. I love Darren Sproles. I love Sproles. I love that. I, I, watched, I watched that guy when he was in San Diego. I watched the Chargers games just to see that guy play. Mm-hmm. I watched him when he went to New Orleans. You know what I mean? Just, he was such a dynamic playmaker, a home run threat. You have a soft spot for the short guys. I, I have a soft spot for the short guys. <laughs> Listen, when you, I... I am five foot six. I am the exact same size as Darren Sproles. So when you can see a mighty mouse making plays, leaving dudes in the dust like he is, dude, you're always a fan. You're always a fan of a guy like that. And then when they traded to him and they brought him into Philadelphia, dude, that, that, that was amazing. I think when all said and done, yes, he will be, you know, he's not going into Canton. So it's not like he needs to go into Canton. Uh, as no. A, uh, no. That's a special team. numbers. He's up he there. He has the numbers. No, he's no, got, no, he's no, got no, some, no. some really special numbers. Yes, All-purpose numbers. All-purpose all players. When Brian Mitchell and Devin Hester get into the Hall of Fame as return specialists, all-purpose yard specialists, then Devin we can Hester talk about it. Darren Sproles in that same breath. Justin. Darren, Darren Sproles was uh, on the Chargers and the Eagles the same amount of seasons. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the same amount of seasons. Okay. I mean, Darren Sproles. the Saints for decisively less. Like, like how many years was he with, in New Orleans? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, New Orleans doesn't even count for him. He was with five for the Eagles and five for the Chargers. He did win that Super Bowl with I was going to say, did he win it with the Saints? With the Saints. 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 Yeah. He did. He did, he did win he did. it with the Saints. Yeah. This is the second one. Yeah. All right. But I, yeah, I've been following um, Sproles since Kansas State. I wanted him out of the draft. Like, when I was like, please, Eagles, draft him. Uh-huh. And uh, nope, that didn't no, happen. Didn't. So when the, that opportunity um, to get him the, the second time around, you know, Chip Kelly brought him in here, but – I was like, yo, this is a dream come true for this offense. So just to have him here, uh, one of my favorite players in the league, I'm, I've been geeked. He was not on the Saints Super Bowl team. He was not, not on the Saints. I, I, I didn't think he was. So listen, if you're going to end up with a Super Bowl ring, you know, that's the team you're retiring Definitely. with. You're, you're going oh, yeah. out as an Eagle. And he, he wrote a wonderful, like, little one, one final year article. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know where that, where that was? That was actually on his official Twitter page. On his official Twitter page, yeah. he wrote he wrote a nice little ar- article as to why he's coming back, why he's giving it one more year, and what he hopes to accomplish with this team. And I know earlier I said they might explore some other options, at least in the punt return game. Mm-hmm. 
And I still think they will explore other options, but the dynamic, like, uh, Ryan Neal wrote an excellent article for fourthandjohn.com on how the special teams of the Philadelphia Eagles need to improve from last year. Because we weren't getting a whole lot out of our special teams unit outside of Jake Elliott, who's banging, you know, ever since Jason Peters grabbed him aside and said, you better not miss ever again, was banging 50 yarders like it was no big deal. He was money from outside 40. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, the, the, really the special teams, you weren't getting anything out of, out of them. So to have Darren Sproles back in the lineup, and even though they might explore other options, just to have him as a punt return, yeah, dangerous. I mean, that's stability. I mean, that he's the GOAT. Uh, back there on special teams. I mean, he's a threat. You know, anytime he's back there, he's he's a, a threat to take to the house. He could pop one off anytime. Yeah, and the special teams. Honestly, you saw a dip in the special teams after Chris Maragos goes down as well. Yep. I mean, you're gonna have him coming back. That could have spoken to some of the uh, depleted special teams numbers that we've been used to seeing. And, and then we had uh, Rick Lovato come in mm-hmm. for uh, the Magic Man. Yes. Take over his spot. So you lost some veterans in in the special team game. But uh, we didn't get that much practice because we kept scoring, you know, and they were off the field. It could be. And, and, and Dougie P, you know, he's not one to punt. You know, fourth and one. It yeah. doesn't matter where it's on the field. You know, big, big, big Dick Doug, he's going for it. You know, talking to his analytics guy, you know. So when, when I talk about training camp battles and positional battles, because we're going into training camp, the defending Super Bowl champion, that's all well and good, new norm. Great locker room chemistry. That's all well and good. But no team is perfect going into camp. And certainly not this Philadelphia Eagles team. Mm -hmm. They have their weaknesses. They have their flaws. And they have stuff they need to get figured out before the preseason hits going into nothing above the repeat. So, Gail, when I say position, training camp positional battle, a depth chart battle, what's the first position that kind of pops into your head there? Um, I, you could you could say um, the cornerback position, but you could also one that sticks out. Some, uh, I mean, we just mentioned uh, Darren Sproles and Corey Clement. I mean, those those two guys are going to be looking to you know split some reps this season. Uh, Clement sh- showed that showed his worth in the Super Bowl, four catches for 100 yards. Showed that he can kind of fill in for that Sproles role. Uh, but I think uh, that'll be interesting to watch. But then if you go to the back end of the running back uh, group, you have um, who's going to take over that Legarrette Blunt role? Uh, they brought, you know, they have Matt Jones. Uh, he signed a one point five two year deal. Uh, nothing's guaranteed. They have the undrafted free agent out of uh, Notre Dame, um, Josh Adams, who hasn't hasn't been able to play due to injury, mm-hmm. but he has an opportunity to take that role. So, and then you know everyone's favorite uh, Pumphrey's. Uh, Hanging on by shoestrings here. Uh, He's got to show something, something this year. You know, we, we we had an excellent Twitter question last show about the deepest positions going into training camp, what we thought the deepest were. And obviously, cornerback was one of them. I said wide receiver. And then the running back position, uh, the running back position was definitely one of them. And when you take a look at the running backs that the Eagles kept last year, like four or five. Four or five. So if we already pencil in a Jai, Corey Clement, Darren Sproles, there's your top three right there. That leaves Smallwood, Pumphrey, Matt Jones, and, and Josh Adams. Well, first of all, what can you tell me about Josh Adams coming out of the draft? Why did he go undrafted? Because I know he signed one of the biggest signing bonuses of all the rookie free agents. Of any any signing bonus that any team gave out there, he was one of the top built. Behind Bruce Hector, Bruce Hector got about 60000 guaranteed. Um, Josh Adams was at 55000 Okay. Um, I mean, he was a Heisman candidate coming out of um, Notre Dame. Uh, but then he had, he had injuries. He had, he had a foot injury, and that's what – propelled him to go undrafted. Um, but he did have two first-round linemen that he ran beha- behind, McGlinchey and um, and uh, the, the lineman out of um, the, the guard that was mauler. He was a mauler. Mm-hmm. So everyone was like, you got two first-round linemen blocking for you. He's got a little weird running style, but he'll take what the offense gives him. He can run straight line. He can break runs that way, but – can he break it to the outside and create on his own is the other thing. I mean, he had, he had really productive numbers his junior and senior year. Uh, how much do you know about this foot injury? Is this something that was like a one-time injury, or is this something that lingered for multiple seasons? Um, I think it, I think it uh, lingered. Yeah. Uh, I think teams knew 
Like he 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 was injured. Yeah. I mean it, he hasn't even he hasn't even practiced the whole spring. Mm-hmm. So I mean. But coming to the Eagles, when the Eagles like offer you as a rookie free agent running back that kind of signing bonus. Yeah. Besides the money, I mean, all they got to do is point at Corey Clement and say, "Look yeah. at this guy." Undrafted yeah. rookie free agent. Forever in legacy of the Philadelphia Eagles. Forever in legacy. Came in here. We gave him an opportunity. He earned a roster spot. You can make this team. You, everybody has every opportunity to make this squad. They're going to put together the best 53 that they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So all they got to do is point at a guy like Corey Clement and say, look what he did last year. Look at what he earned and the opportunity that he was given. Why would you not want to come to Philadelphia? Yeah, and I think if you think it, look, look at uh, the undrafted free agents, they they kind of pick what team they that best suits their their, their style. And Josh Adams was like, yeah, they are lacking a, a blunt role. And then they brought in um, Matt Jones and he, that uh, 1.5. And nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. And then if he he's like the third year of his deal, I'm um, third year in the league, so that means he can be on the roster all the way up until like week one, and the, the the contract's not guaranteed for him, so that that he could he could linger around as right, well. Right. So who do you guys think would be the fourth guy to play? Obviously, Train Kim didn't start, but you got Pumphrey, Smallwood, Jones, and Adams. Who do you think would probably be that fourth running back for the team? Yeah, you, I I think small the, I think Smallwood's out. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I think I, he finally gets bounced. Yeah, I, I think they out. kicked the tires Did you get on Pumphrey. A shot? I think they kicked the tires on him just because he didn't really have an opportunity to show what he had last you, year. You, you draft a guy like Pumphrey in anticipation of a guy like Darren Sproles yeah. eventually retiring. Like they're going to give him that one year. You know, they signed him to that contract, and he they, they already know they went into it knowing that he was going to be there one more year. Yeah. So you almost hope that that Pumphrey that he can fill that Darren Sproles role. He's going to be given every opportunity to earn that fourth running back spot. Didn't they say last year he was struggling at camp last year before uh, he, he got injured? He was struggling, period. Yeah. I, think he, I, think, I think he was playing through an injury, and I think rookie rookies don't really know how to play through injury. Some, yeah. Sometimes it, you know he's trying to prove himself, but I, I, the, the player that I saw in college, um, I, I watched like all of his games. Um, that explosiveness I saw – um, I did not see in training camp. So I, I felt like he was injured, but then he was at 5'9", 176 pounds. He added muscle this offseason. Not every player knows how to play with added weight, so that's that'll be another interesting thing to see. You see some players, running backs, try and lose weight to get that elusiveness back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eddie Lacy. Yeah. Type, yeah. Well, I mean, Eddie Lacy was <laughs> Mr. Just, he, <laughs> Mr. Fat eating like a cap, campground raccoon. I mean, he was just <laughs> dumpster diving for fucking at leftovers. You know what I mean? But uh, if if he had the ability to, uh, you know, be a slot receiver like uh, like a hybrid type, that would make his role even more valuable. But that he hasn't proven that he can actually be a receiving threat either. Yeah. And when we look, we have we have the the unofficial, of course, depth chart kind of in front of us, as early of a depth chart as they could possibly make. And uh, Evan, you were saying before we went on the air, like one of the glaring, just the absolute glaring positions mm-hmm. that that just kind of raises a red flag to the entire thing is the linebackers. We you got you got um, Nigel Bradham and you got Jordan Hicks, and then you have just got a bunch of question marks. I mean, you, the, these guys have been on the team, you, like guys like Nate Gary, uh, Grugier Hill. They, these have guys that have been on the roster at a minimal of a practice squad role um, for multiple seasons, and I just, I don't feel comfortable having the middle of the defense uh, be so thin at this point right now. I need to see some more proven talent come out of that position. Well, the strength of the Eagles' defense was always the pass rush, the the ability to get after the quarterback and and disrupt plays. And then you've got a pretty solid lockdown secondary, although there's some positional people are going to move around. We're not exactly sure who's going to be playing the slot yet. But you're absolutely right. That linebacker position, you you don't have to look any further than the New York Giants game up at MetLife Mm -hmm. uh, when, you know, Eli Manning was getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And a lot of over the middle stuff. You know, Ingram was active when he got yeah. yeah when he got linebackers trying to cover athletic tight ends like that. Like if I'm a if I'm an offensive coordinator and I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles right now, mm-hmm. I'm attacking the middle of the field. Yeah, just just dinking and dunking we, all we, day. When we've been itching for every offseason to get rid of Michael Kendricks, but now with what we're left with, 
is a pretty hollow linebacking core. So well, well you also look at um, the nickel will probably be the you know the base defense that they'll be in most of the time, mm-hmm. and you think about. Uh, Michael Kendrick's cap and realizing, you know, you're going to pay a guy that much money who's only going to see a small, what, 30% of the snaps or less. Right. Uh, when they brought in Corey Nelson, they looked at a guy who might not be, you know, um, as physical as a Michael Kendrick's. Right. But in space, you know, he's a good depth player. Um, but then if you look at Malcolm Jenkins, just about to say, Malcolm Jenkins uh, 90, down 92% of the, yeah. of the snaps Malcolm Jenkins played. So I mean, do, you see, do you see him? I know he was uh, apt to like come down into the linebacker position yeah. a few times last season. He played well, more he, than a, more he played than linebacker times. a lot, numerous times. So do you think that role gets even more increased with how uh, hollow we are at the at the position? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I I, I think that's the, the he like, becomes the, like a hybrid. Sort he's of, such an MVP, low key like of this defense, versatile. The, yeah, you don't have players that. Uh, can play the slot, can play corner if you had have to, play safety. He's the 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 meat and potatoes, be, you know, behind yeah. you know the brains. I mean, you, if you look at the the way that the Eagles are set up financially, if you look at the money they're spending on the outside of the corners, yes, um, the Eagles uh, have paid so much money in the depth uh, in the, the interior the, of the line, interior of the defensive line, yeah. and the safeties. They got they're investing twenty million dollars on the back end. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and Malcolm Jenkins is a big part of that, definitely. So also at wide receiver, I mean, you got the like I look at wide receiver, and I'm just seeing like that's a good problem to have. Yeah, in my that's eyes, a great bro. problem to have. Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Mike Wallace, Mac Hollins, she- Sheldon Gibson yeah. is, is is kind of a weird. Do we get anything out of Sheldon Gibson? I mean, last year he had the yips almost to an agulitis level where he could yeah. not get his hands on a ball to save his life. Got speed. He's got talent. But, like, what, what's the deal? Why didn't Sheldon Gibson flash at all last year? Well, if you think about um, when Sheldon Gibson was drafted, I was not high on the pick. I, I talked about it from day one about the drop season, and he showed all that in camp. Um, he did, sh- you know, he flashed at the end of camp last season, um, impressed um, this spring. Uh, he was one of the guys that um, Coach Peterson brought up and was impressed with his improvement. Uh, but you coming out of a West Virginia system, he wasn't asked to do anything um, extensive. Like, it was like he was a one-trick pin, pony go. It, the route tree wasn't it was really limited. Coming into NFL to make that transition, that's one of the hardest things to do. He's on his um, third year in the NFL. This is where you should see the progression. I think uh, he's, he's, he's probably his, – his NFL IQ is probably – Increased a lot, yeah. so I think uh, he's got an opportunity to, you know, shine. To, to, to just have a few years in the system is is valuable in itself. I mean, play, putting him up against a rookie wide receiver, I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, if he's already got two years seasons seasoned in the league, that gives him that leg up above a rookie right now. Yeah. You know, as I look along the depth chart, you you almost kind of forget that the Eagles add some bodies, like a Mike Wallace. Well, no, 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 no. Like a Marcus Wheaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, a, like I, I, I look down the depth chart. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, there's Marcus Wheaton. I forgot we signed him. Totally. Like, like when we talk about training camp battles, I'm already listening. The fourth running back spot. Yeah. Where's that going? Weak side linebacker. The will. Yeah. Who's going to fill that role? You know, who's taking on the fifth wide? They're going to keep five. Mm-hmm. They're definitely going to keep five. They always have. So is that going to be a Sheldon Gibson's time to shine? Is that going to be a Marcus? Marcus. Uh, Wheaton, who's got some NFL experience? Well, I think you bring in Marcus Wheaton. He's on a veteran minimum deal. I think he, like, you know, you don't want to give Shelton Gibson the, the position right away. You want to challenge him. You want to make him earn that roster spot. Uh, Marcus Wheaton had some production early in, like, 2014. And 2015 is where he really, those were his best seasons. In 2015, he had 44 receptions for 749 yards and five touchdowns. Um, but then this this signing also has a little has a little uh, Joe Douglas flavor because he played with the Bears last season. Um, but he also has the ability to play on special teams as well. So if you're thinking about some guys who can back up Darren Sproles just in case he gets hurt, Marcus Wheaton has that ability. So we're gonna revisit this list because I'm already starting to jot down all the different positional training camp battles that 
I'm going to be paying attention to, especially when it comes to the open practices, which, by the way, boys and girls, tickets for the open practice go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So make sure you're in line. You can you can order a single person can order up to six of them. My suggestion to you, get six of them and hook your friends up, hook your buddies up, because that website is going to be absolutely log jammed with people trying to attend a Super Bowl champion open practice. See their beloved birds since yeah, the first time. Buddy. Really we're since practice. The Super- we're talking about practice, man. <laughs> As in Philadelphia, we're talking about practice. Hey, if this was any other year, sports talk radio here in Philadelphia. They'd be going on and on and on about the Eagles. They'd, be st- they'd still be talking about, should you have traded Nick Foles? They would have still been talking about, should they have brought on Michael Bennett? But there's so much going on in the city of Philadelphia. You know, I kind of expected, like, the Super Bowl talk to last a little longer. It almost seems like we high-fived, hey, that yeah. was great, and then kind of went about our business. I'm blown away. I, yeah, I, really. I, I really, like, back, let's go all the way back to December. When they were making this run, or even a little bit before that, like I, I had this vision, as I'm sure all you guys did, growing up, wishing for an Eagles Super Bowl. You had a vision of what it would actually be like when it finally happened, sure, right? Everybody, did. everybody did. Everyone had an idea in their head. It would be beautiful. The city's burning down. Someone's running away with the Liberty Bell. It's just <laughs> it's beautiful. And <laughs> just it's Philadelphia chaos is what we look forward to. And. Like, we, we talked about it for a few months, but we're four months removed now, and everybody, like you said at the, at the start of the show, everyone's talking Phillies, Sixers. We're the world champions. We're eight days away like, from training camp. We're eight and days no, away. And, and nobody, and, and it's not a whisper. There's going to be a listener in California right now being like, you got to be kidding me. Back in Philadelphia, they're not even talking Eagle? No. Yeah. They're not even talking. I was expecting Eagles. the fire to still be burning. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least smoldering or something yeah. like that. Something. It, it's, it's, it's kind of but eerily get, crickets. Like, but guess is this who's, the calm before the storm? What's going on here? Guess who's talking about the Eagles? We are. We are, motherfucker. <laughs> we are, bruh. Surprise, baby! All right, we're going to go to the phones. I, uh, we got the Canton road trip coming up, and I believe that we have David on the line, correct, who uh, was on the conference call. Brian Dawkins is pre- Canton conference call. Uh, David, can you hear me? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's happening, hey, man? Give, give us a recap of the conference call that Brian Dawkins put on prior to his Hall of Fame induction. Oh, he had a series of topics. I, I even asked Dawkins two questions. One about the Eagles fans. He basically said that the fans are just awesome, crazy. He said that's why some of them are they, they do some of the crazy stuff on the field the way that he does it. So he basically says we like, so we like a fit a hand and a glove. We're a perfect fit for each other. Basically, we he basically Dawkins played it for the passion for the city, and he basically said the fans basically built off that passion that he showed on the field every, after every game. Then I also asked him what was his two favorite games he played in. One, obviously, winning the NFC Championship because seeing the emotion of Andy Reid and Jim Johnson eyes, and that they finally did it. They got to the Super Bowl. And secondly, he said his last game ever playing in Philadelphia, which was beating the Cowboys handily 44-6. to That's awesome. Did he talk about the emotions leading up to it? Because we all saw the video of Brian Dawkins opening up his, his gold jacket for the final fitting and the almost childlike grin that he had on his face, the glee that was exuding. Jubilation, Jubilation is a great way to say it. Coming out of a man who was feared on the football field, but now you see him and he's just Grinning and smiling, he, he looks like a kid. Did he talk about his emotions as he prepares for his trip to Canton, Ohio? Shockingly, nobody even asked him about the about his reaction going into the Hall of Fame. A lot of the questions were asked about his relationship with Jim Johnson and just did Jim Johnson hit the right button to get him going? And he basically, if it wasn't for Jim Johnson, I would not be the player that I am. That guy doesn't get enough credit, Jim Johnson. I mean, when you talk about beloved coordinators in Philadelphia, Jim Johnson is always at the top of everybody's list. Because let's let's make something absolutely positively clear. All right, we 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 talk about the Donovan McNabb era. We talk about the Andy Reid era. None of that is happening. There is no four NFC Championship games in a row. There is no such thing as going to the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. There's no such thing as any of that without Jim Johnson and that defense. Because without that defense, 
that offense, especially Andy Reid's game planning and clock management, were not, not good, good enough. enough to bring him to that level. That was all Jim Johnson. Elite defense. An elite defense, leadership in that locker room on the defensive side of the ball. Jim Johnson, although he's beloved, still does not get enough credit for that run in the 2000s. Dawkins also said that the reason why that defense does not get a lot of credit because they did not bring a championship. So a lot of people are overlooking the the defenses that Jim Johnson ran. And And another thing Dawkins also said today was, he was asked what was the one of the quarterbacks that's hard to prepare for, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Well, sure, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> great Wait, wait you're, you're talking about two of the greats. Anything else to add to that uh, recap of the conference call, David? That was mostly the main highlights of it. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you checking in with Fourth and John. Appreciate it as always. Thanks for calling in. And if you want to call in and talk a little Eagles, I know you guys here in Philadelphia are a little bit starved. But coast to coast, 856-391-0099 to get on the line with your boys from 4th and John, who, of course, will be at the Hall of Fame induction. And, again, I posted a video on the 4th and John Facebook page, which we are live on, by the way, right now. Or donkey. We are live on. (laughs) Again, we are inviting everybody. The, The Friday before induction Saturday, the crew is taking a full day tour of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, soaking in as much football history as humanly possible. So if you want to just join us, soak it in with us, hang out with your boys from 4th and John, please do. Meet us there. We'll post some details as the event gets a little closer as to where we're going to be, what time we're going to be there, and we'll all meet in the front and then go in together. But uh, please join us that Friday, Hall of Fame. It is going to be awesome. Are you going to be giving us the E-Rock guided tour? We get little things in our ears to carry around as we walk through camp. Dude, it's been so long since I've been there. Dude, you this know what, over here is Nick Foles' seven touchdown cleats. <laughs> you, know, you know what is going to be a weird thing? What's like, that? Like, remember we were talking about how like I'm, I'm such a historian of the game yes. and I used to write all these Hall of Famers. I guarantee you when we get into that building, you were not going to be able to shut me up. Because oh. it's been so long <laughs> since I've actually like talked history of NFL football. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see Raymond Barry's jersey, and I'm going to talk about that famous game between the New York Giants, the greatest game ever played. They went in the over the first championship game to ever go into overtime. The United States, I'm going to start babbling on and on. You're going to be like, "Who is this guy?" Hey, but Rock, it's going to be. Could awesome. you use your inside voice, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I have an inside voice. Yeah. I'm not sure I have an inside voice. Going back to the positional battles, one thing I had circled down here on the sheet. We're not going to have Timmy Jernigan for the start of the uh, the start of the season. Haloti Nada, mm. while a run stuffing excellent defensive tackle, is not a three down defensive tackle. So where Gale does that kind of bring us when we take a look at this group of defensive tackles, uh, including uh, Elijah Qualls, yep. veteran of the Fourth and John tailgate, <laughs> who showed up randomly one day to come party with us? Where does that kind of leave us at the defensive tackle position? Oh, I mean, I think that's the, that's a big issue. Like, uh, not too many people are talking about that enough. Uh, you, you you were looking at Haloti Nada as a uh, a veteran role to come in and, and take some snaps. Uh, but if you look at the the snap counts of Jernigan last year, forty eight percent of the snaps um, Jernigan handled. And then you also had um, Bo Allen, who's a, a great depth player. But you know, there's guys like uh, we. Elijah Qualls, this is his opportunity to shine. Uh, the one main main thing that he told us when he was at the tailgate is he thought he would have a better opportunity if he was cut to get playing time. Mm. Um, because guys like Timmy Jernigan and Fletcher Cox, he's not going to see the field. Yeah. This is his opportunity. So I, I think you look at Qualls, this is, this is where he can make his money. This is where he can make a future contract if he uh, plays well this season. But... um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at our defensive line, how many three-down guys do you see? And do you see – because the way that I'm thinking about it right now, if we got Timmy Jernigan not being ready to start the season, then we got Haloti Nada not being able to play three downs, and then we got a paper-thin linebacking core beneath us, if they start to pound us with the run, that could result in a problem. Guys getting tired out. If they're running on first and second down, you also also have the opportunity to – to bring in a guy like Michael Bennett inside, right. yeah. go go NASCAR package. Is that what you were going to say, Mike? Yeah, and then then with our defense, we're going to get teams that are going to be passing against our nickel. D 
defense, and then we're gonna we, we'll have four guys that can bring the pressure like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Just I'm just imagine Fletcher Cox on the inside, Bennett on the inside, Chris Long on the other side, uh, Barnett, Barnett, Brandon Graham, mix, yeah, whoever. Just pick, it, pick, pick your, your poison, pick your poison yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that uh, the one thing. Uh, actually, Zach Ertz had, had a. Yeah, yeah inter- he's playing defensive line. Had it. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Can't er- block. He's Zach Ertz. Be the quarterback. <laughs> Zach Ertz had an interview today with Pro Football Talk, and he said the the one move that he just he just blurted out at like, and he's like, "Can you believe that our defense, you know, now has Michael Bennett? Like, a, you you added like a All Pro defensive yeah. end to that." Already stacked lineup. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous for any rookie. Menacing. Any rookie offensive line or second year offensive line player mm-hmm. is put on is put on notice that when they're going to circle this like this the 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 level of experience yeah. that they're going to see the level of moves the let, let, like I mean they have like three signature moves a piece. Yeah, you're going to be like. Eric Flowers still cleaning out his pants right you now. Know? <laughs> oh, it's a mess, dude. It is a mess. When you look Accurate. at when you look at that defensive line, you do see experience. I mean, the most inexperienced guy happened to make one of the biggest plays in the Super Bowl, yeah. recovering that yeah. fumble. A guy who can bend the edge, Derek Barnett, mm. second year. Man's got hella bad. Everybody else, Chris Long, longtime veteran, Brandon Graham, Haloti Nada, Timmy Jernigan when he comes back, Michael Bennett. You're talking about Pro Bowls on top of Pro Bowls, all pros mixed up in there, Super Bowl champions not even on this roster uh, that got a ring with the Eagles before. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really, when I you mean, think about it, it's God the, damn. It's like the Wu-Tang of defensive line. <laughs> I mean, That's going to be a shirt. You know what I mean? I mean, you got you to gotta respect. You got to respect. I mean, it's crazy. There ain't nothing to mess with. Yeah. Nothing to mess <laughs> with. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, ain't not, yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. So another position that we're all sorts of stacked at is uh, defensive back, especially the quarterback yeah. position. I mean, that is probably, besides defensive line, and you can argue wide receiver, and you can even argue running back. When you take a look at that cornerback position. Quarterback. Quarterback, that's true. Pretty freaking deep, man. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. When you got two of the top four quarterbacks in the, in division. the, in the division on this roster. But that defensive backfield, the cornerback position, I think we could pencil in Jalen. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think we could pencil in Sydney, although we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I think we could pencil in Sydney. Your question, Darby? Darby? Yeah. Darby? I, 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 I mean, like, I think, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, a, a, in a starting rotation. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think you people are like, people were a little down on Darby, and you know? I thought, I, you know, I thought, you know, the way his ankle looked. <laughs> yeah, you know, that first game, we were like, "There's no, he's done for the season." For him to come back and actually, and if you go back, there's there are important plays that Ronald Darby made last season. He came back that, in and started making interceptions that go on that go underrated. Like that Giants game, you know, we wanted to get that home field advantage. He picked off Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, Oakland game where we were trying to win that game, he picked off Derek Carr yeah. to, to seal those those two wins. Um, so I think a, a healthy Ronald Darby looking for. A new contract. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of player I want to see. Yeah. I mean, he, he's my, definitely my fa- be competitive. My favorite Dar- uh, Darby assist was definitely against the Vikings. What, he I think with the block, yeah, oh, with the Patrick yeah. Robinson yeah. caught he got it, destroyed. and he got destroyed. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna throw a block, and then ended up in the in the seats. Yeah, gave it enough though. Gave it enough. Got him in that's the end all, zone. That's all it took. That's all the match. That's all it took. So just uh, just as a preliminary. Sort of, okay, set the table for training camp. Obviously, all eyes are going to be on Carson Wentz. All eyes are going to be on Michael Bennett. How's he kind of fit into the scheme? Haloti uh, Nada, all, all, all those sort of deals. How are the injured players coming back? How are they contributing? How do they look? We can already pencil in kind of five key positions to look forward to as you're purchasing your tickets for open practice. Fourth running back position, weak side linebacker, the will. Who's going to fill that position? Fifth wide receiver, who's going to be the nickel? How is the defensive backfield going to shake up? And defensive tackle with the absence of Timmy Jernigan and what's going to happen there to basically relieve Haloti Nada. Mm-hmm. What's that? All right, never mind. Uh, guys, I got my hat. 
Yes. I got my hat. Do you guys want to see it? Yeah, Wait, the you're not going to be gonna using that for any cult that. practices, are you? What's that? You're not going to be using that for any cult practices, the are you? The fact that they even sent this thing to me yeah. is unbelievable. If they could see what it looks like now. Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You did what with it? Well, I, sent, I sent a picture to my mother. My mother just said, just sends flames because she, she's like, you're going to hell for this. You're <laughs> I thought, absolutely I thought she was like, it's fire, this. Eric. It's fire. So Reverend I, E-Rock just freaking customized a, a fucking Pope hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, so I went to, shout out to Mutt's Airbrush Supply. They're on 4th Street, actually right next to my tattoo guy, right next to Noko Oi Tattoo. Uh, right off two for one special? No, no, I didn't, I didn't have enough time. But I went down there and I talked to Mutt and I was like, have you ever done a bishop's hat? And he kind of looked at me funny like, what, what are, you, are you? Are you serious with this right now? And I said, yeah, man. And I showed it to him. He's like, I've never done one of these, but I'm going to give it a try. I told him exactly what I wanted. I picked it up later today. You guys want to see it? Well, let's see it, man. I'm, I, I'm, I'm intrigued how this went. Show it to the cult. I mean, the Eagle fans are a cult. This is the, this so. is the official debut. Look at this dude. E-Rock. <laughs> it's like an unboxing. It is. It is. It's got its own little how, satin How does cover. that feel? How does that feel? That, does that feel it like feels velvet? holy. Like, yeah. It feels official. It feels like I really shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, oh my goodness. Hey, oh. Oh, with hey. the tail and everything. Whoever's on Facebook Live subscribe. right now, y'all have a tree right now because you're, you're the first subscribe one seeing this right now. All right, so we've got Look a that. beautiful white background with with a gorgeous modern eagle symbol. Lovely E-Rock graffiti lettering across the bottom part underneath the eagle symbol with a nice with a, green skyline in the background. Can we get a little spin around real quick? But it gets better. Oh, it gets, it gets better. better. Wait, wait, is, wait. Is there something? Oh, it's like oh, on the, oh, oh, hey, oh, 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 God. We it's, have is that the Philly special? Hey. Hey, it's, almost like, it's almost like a yes. Pope mullet, you know, <laughs> in the back. Like pope you know, business in the front, party in the back. Uh, the, the party is definitely in the back. I had him do the Philly special yes. with the Lombardi trophy in the back. So yeah, and you got the correct Philly special, not like that uh, when, they, when they were trying to sell T-shirts right away. And, they were <laughs> yeah. putting the wrong and everybody play. got the tattoo. Yeah. The wrong Yo, that dude's out of position, hey, bro. I think you, you got to get Nick Foles to sign the back of that. that oh, my be, God. If you could get, if I bring this to training camp, you think I can get like one hundred percent? Carson Wentz. Can you come over and sign my bishop's hat? No, you, it's you're like, not for a cult purpose. You're like Car- Carson, move out of the way. I want Nick Foles to sign that because he was part of this Philly special. Dude, that's the next step in this thing. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Getting yeah. players from the Trey Burton, on, on Trey Burton part, on, on, the, the, on, the, on the on the on the little the on the mullet part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the pope at the mullet. Part. <laughs> Unbelievable. So yeah, this is going to yeah. be the uh, the official uh, bishop's hat for the Fourth and John tailgates. My I think friends. it's gorgeous. I, mean, it, I think it, it's it just came wear it around. It even came with a hat condom. <laughs> and even the hat condom, the, silky the, smooth <laughs> lambskin. <laughs> It's awesome, <laughs> I, oh my god! We are definitely. I would love going to. I would love to just watch you walk through a Wawa to get a rock star wear. <laughs> we might have to do that because there's a Wawa down the street. We might have to just for shits and giggles go ahead and uh, and walk through a Wawa with the shirt that you're wearing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. With the shirt, yeah. They might call the cops. <laughs> They might, there's a crazy person. We got a pedophile pulpitation <laughs> telling me to suck my love body. Dude, I cannot wait for the tailgates. I am getting the itch, something fierce, to be out there partying with everybody. There's a cream for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, Cape. Gonzo. Yeah, there it is. Gonzo picked me up, and I don't know where he found it. The official, like, bishop. I, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, I, like, like the, the, staff? The, the robe? No, no, no. Uh, I'm building a staff, by uh, the way. Building I'm a actually staff. building a staff. He's whittling the wood in, in <laughs> from his yard. I'm building you know a staff. <laughs> I'm building a nose arc as well. No, no I'm, I'm building a staff. It's going to have the uh, the eagle's wings coming out of it and then the eagle's helmet on top. That's sick. Dude, absolutely. Gonna, yeah, absolutely. But Piccolo, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Gonzo. Uh, bought me, and he's going to put the Eagles patch in front of it. So that's awesome. We're going to check it out. Speaking of Piccolo, they were hanging out, yeah. those two, out in the West Coast. I don't know what they were doing, but they were drinking. And here's doing some hints with the yeah. new intro. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, fire, our boy fire, Piccolo, fire, uh, fire. I am Piccolo on Twitter, does the fourth and John intro. Yeah. Currently, he is working on the brand new championship oh. intro. 
which I have heard the beat for. Mm. And let me just say, it is fire. Got a little moist. He got a little moist. <laughs> moist gang in the house. And also, uh, he dropped some of the lyrics uh, to said Gonzo. Yes. Uh, and he said that was absolutely fire. So oh. I cannot wait to hear the new Fourth and John intro. And then uh, Piccolo also is rumored to be uh, coming this way for the opening tailgate. Yes. It's, yeah. it's in, I think it's oh, yeah, in the yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. I think well, it's in the works. Do we maybe have another uh, Fourth of John music video? <laughs> no, maybe. Oh, appropriate. <laughs> maybe. That would be, be perfect time to do that set video. Yeah, you can get some B-roll of the uh, banner being unfurled. It'd be nice. Absolutely. Let's... Uh, the jersey burning. The jersey burning. God, be- I, I, I got I to start really... St- Kind of planning out for this. It is going to be an absolute shit show, and I got to start like thinking crowd control. We need to book like we got to get there super early to save some parking spots for ourselves. I think if we, so many. I think we, I think if we have like a a cattle prodder and maybe a taser of some sort. Yeah, some sort of crowd control. Get get people (laughs) control. Hey, back up, pal. You know, it's you know, my co- my cousin's actually on the mounted police. If we, they already kind of hate us. They don't hate us anymore. But you know what? It, it it says it speaks volumes when the Eagles themselves are like, "Listen, we're going to supply you with a fire marshal just in case shit gets out of hand." You yeah. should ask him for some security too. We need some security. Uh, send Trot, Trey Thomas or someone who's in the. <laughs> we already got trucks. We got, we got plenty of security. <laughs> bring, bring John Runyon down here. Some former players. <laughs> uh, Mike, are we ready with uh, the Twitter questions? Yeah, man. Friend? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's get uh, let's go to Mike's favorite segment of the show, and that is the Twitter questions. Fire away, my friend. All right, so first question is from my boy, uh, Chris C. for Clarity, that showed up to uh, last show. He says, what has been the hottest take you've seen in the TL about this team so far? What's, like, the hottest take? Eagles win another Super Bowl back-to-back. Repeat. Re- that's, that's my hottest take. The hottest take? Hmm. That's the thing. I haven't seen too many. I saw one that I, I don't know. I can't remember who. Someone okay. said Carson Wentz is going to have an MVP season. That's not a hot take. Though. I, I, I've, I've, I heard uh, Corey Clement will be the running back of the future. Yeah, that, that came, that came from me. I know. That's what I'm saying. I was, waiting for you to, <laughs> I was waiting for you to pick that up. You know. Yeah. Well, I think it's true. When J.J. isn't here anymore, Corey Clement is That's the here. hottest hot take that I've heard. Which is weird. It speaks to the intro and everything I was talking about, you know, in, in Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio. Normally, this time of year, the timeline is a hot take machine. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I, I, I don't know. Is everybody on a Super Bowl hangover? Well, I mean, you think about it. You had Villanova, you had Villanova winning. Yeah. You had the LeBron hype coming. And, this, and you had like, the Manny Machado thing. Hell must be freezing over because, A, the Eagles won a Super Bowl. B, there's no hot takes to speak of on the – everyone's getting along on the time. I don't even see people arguing. It's all kumbaya right now. And everybody everybody loves the team. Well, all the other teams are doing good for us while the Eagles are usually – it's very rare that all the teams are good at the same time. Right. Now they're all on the uptick at the same time that the Eagles happen to win the Super Bowl. So there's other things to keep their attention. We don't know what to panic about. <laughs> we got to get into politics. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird thing for the Philadelphia – it's a weird position for the Philadelphia sports fan to be in at a point in time where the Sixers are on the uptick, the Phillies are, of course, the, you know, top of the NL East – Eagles are Super Bowl champions, and the—I I mean, I guess we can all bitch about the Flyers, right? Hot, you want to get dive into some bitch? Nah, about probably the not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. What's the guy's name again? I got—I got a Twitter question, real quick. Hackstall? I was no, uh, no, the other dude. What other dude? Drew? Drew? Yeah. I was like Jero, that guy Jero. <laughs> like now, nah, man. That has been our eagle. That has been our Flyers minute with Gail Saunders. <laughs> let's do. Let's <laughs> play like Flyers corner with Gail Saunders. <laughs> let's do that hockey. Uh, so, uh, so they should take the C off the Jero guy. <laughs> Wait, so, Evan had a question. Yes, yes, I had a question. So we were talking before the show how uh, the Eagles are the first Super Bowl team to uh, do it without a thousand yard receiver or a thousand yard rusher. Do you think the Eagles have a thousand-yard receiver rush this year, and who would it be? Jeffrey, Jeffrey would be the receiver. Hot question this. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to say, say it's the band. I'm not I'm saying. saying. I'm saying. I feel like that's the the favorite answer. If JHI's okay, I was going to say if JHI is healthy, say it's a full sixteen games. But going back to what we were saying, what a good problem it is to have with uh, the, our wide receiving core and how deep it is. We could spread that ball around a lot. 
Which will that that's going to take um, yards out of other people's hands? I mean, yeah, the right, whole right. thing about this offense is spread the wealth. Yes, uh, they can't key on anybody. You you think about uh, the difference of like I think um, Carson Wentz had his highest rating throwing on the inside this year. You think about the guys who's he's thrown to prior to that. He had Dorio Green Beckham. Uh, you know, now you have Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. You have respectable guys on the outside. So I mean, so so uh, let's let's look at someone that's not on team like a, like a Julio Jones. Who can we agree that like Julio Jones is one of those receivers in the league that can go up there? It doesn't matter who you stick on him. It doesn't matter if you double cover him. He can, he can go up and get thirteen hundred yards in a season. You know what I mean? That no matter how much coverage is on him. Do you think that Alshon Jeffrey can blossom into that kind of receiver, or is he's just a tier below that? No, I, I think he's a, he's tier below that. I mean, he is a jump ball specialist. He's a fifty-fifty yeah. guy. That's his. That's his. You know, he muscles guys out. Like, want to throw a slant? He'll body up the DB. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey hasn't had a thousand-yard season since two thousand fourteen. Uh, you know, he had 789 yards uh, receiving last year, but it's his first year in the offense. Yeah, and he was coming, and he had the injury the entire season. Right. Yeah. Here's the correct answer. We don't need one. Yeah. You don't need one. When you've got three different guys, two tight ends, you know, like that can give you, or, or, or a tight end and a couple wide receivers that can give you 800 yards receiving and six to eight touchdowns, you don't have to. When you look at the prolonged success of the New England Patriots, all right? Yeah. Are, are we talking about thousand-yard rushers? Are we are we talking about you know uh, thousand-yard receivers? No, because Bill Belichick would always tailor that offense to around what was working, switching it up constantly, and spreading the ball around. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, when you take a look at teams that have that thousand-yard rusher and that thousand-yard receiver, the defense where the knows fuck, who to look. Where are they going? Where are they going? But then again, we add in the the other element of Zach Hurts. I mean, he plays like a receiver, but he, you know, he, he's the target monster. But then yeah. we're not even talking about what Mike Wallace brings to the table in opening. He's even a better deep threat than Tory Smith. Yeah. And then we we haven't even mentioned Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. That's the one I was waiting. Come on now, like mentioned. come on, <laughs> like imagine being a defensive coordinator. Thinking about who you're gonna stop, and, and, and what if what if Darren Sproles is in the back backfield? Oh, Come on now, come on! Oh, yeah, we, like like pick your poison. And every every defense has a weakness. We were just talking about it with the Eagles, the linebacker position, especially on the weak side. Can yes. you believe this is? We have never been in this uh, offensively. We've never been in this yeah. situation. Before. And this where's the situation. hype for it? You know, what I mean, everybody I, should be talking. I think about we are. I think we're really high. In right this now. room, we're hyped. I know the people listening at home are hyped. I know the people watching on YouTube. Super hyped. I know the people watching on Facebook Live are hyped. I know the people that are tuning in to Twitter right now are hyped. Yo, I'm hyped right now. My, my Look at this dude. hair is standing up on my neck. I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Lacey, do we got any uh, any good questions from the Facebook Live feed? We have a few. Um, we were just talking about the yardage and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one about Alshon, like how we think that ha. he will be. better even better how could he how could he not be i mean the guy was playing injured putting up those kind of numbers all season remember those dumbass arguments speaking about hot takes on the timeline that alshon isn't like a legit number one wide receiver this offense you, is, know, you don't need one and he was injured that entire time last year you know they're talking about uh who was the, the number one of the cornerbacks that the the uh ram signed last year Who's the corner? Who's the cornerback <laughs> that the Ram, Rams signed? Um, the cornerback that the Rams signed was. Uh, you put me on the spot, man. I was looking at Mike's tweet. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, all right. my tweet. It ain't my tweet. Big it's Shirley's big, tweet. Big Shirley. I can't back do this question, no, Shirley. I'm Shirley. sorry. God damn it. We, we, on, can, we can. Are you gonna, are you gonna share it? No, we can't share. Now you're gonna have to look it up. But let's just say probably on right, Carson uh, Wentz's. Let's regroup here. On Carson Wentz's wedding night. Let's just say he probably stood tall in the pocket but had a quick release. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I mean, there's probably some Eagle fan out there that's probably stressing, like, uh, you know, like, I really hope that Carson Wentz wears his knee brace when he's having sex. Because, I mean, the, the league, I mean, the, the season's on the line here. I mean, really, you know, like, there's always what that the one fan that just takes it to another level. I'm like, Dick, do you have a life? 
We won the Super Bowl. Carson got married. He's having sex. Like everything's great. I, I, I give it until about November, <laughs> December, and he's and, it, it, and they're pregnant. It's gotta be. It's yeah. gotta be. Imagine that. Like well, you're, like like you're like you're now having Carson Wentz's child. That's like the baby. Where Jesus. where in Philadelphia does Carson Wentz take his baby to hold her over the cliff like in Lion King? <laughs> Is that just right on the side of the Ben Franklin or? <laughs> Shirley's on uh, Twitter question probation for, for at least a week. <laughs> Yo, but, but, it's freaking hilarious, but we can't say it on air. But imagine if Carson Wentz, he's like, you know, we're pregnant, but we didn't have sex. The oh, immaculate, the birth. immaculate conception. <laughs> I, I, I'd sign, yes. that, I'd sign that kid to a future contract right yeah. now. We're going to name him Jesus. <laughs> 2.0. Baby Carson Jesus. All right, next Twitter question. All right, next question is from Michael Blankley. It says, what's your reaction if Dougie P is ballsy enough to line up Foles and Wentz in the backfield for a gadget play? To do what? (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, but what would be your reaction, though, if you saw Foles on one side of the field and then he just blitz? Justin, (laughs) Justin. I would call a timeout as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, and that 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 can't happen. Yeah, no. That, what are that, you gonna have Nick Foles run? I don't want Wentz running. He's still got cement in his shoes. He's got, he's got a Super Bowl <laughs> ring, but he's still got cement in his shoes, man. All right, next uh, next uh, Twitter question. <laughs> if anything, he's more weighed down now. Okay, next question. <laughs> chain. So we got the old ball question. and chain is giving him in the pocket. I'm gonna get real weird. <laughs> Alright, uh, so at Born and Eagles fan, he says, Curious fellas, is there such thing as going too far or celebrating too much as a fan? People say I need help. Um, and then he says, Have help a show. Is there such thing as going too far as for celebrating? No, I mean you do it up. This is year this is the year to do it up. Like you make sure every dickhead from elementary school on who's ever bothered you about the Eagles not winning the Super Bowl, you let them know. You let them know what time it is. Uh, the Eagles got that Super Bowl, and it's your time to shine, folks. It is your time to shine. You know what also dawned on me as we're talking about, like, training camp approaching and really nobody else talking about it is, like, the banner ceremony at Lincoln Financial Field for the season opener. Like, that's it. Like, after that. Super Bowl hangover. I, I think, it, I think yeah. it's time for the – like, Doug Peterson talked about the ring ceremony, yeah. how it, when the clock struck midnight – they were focused on 2018. We only got one more big bash in the in the last hurrah, which is the banner raising ceremony. And then after that point, as soon as that football, you know, uh, foot hits pigskin for kickoff, everybody's zero zero. You are the defendant. You're no longer like champ. You're champions, but we're on it, Cincinnati. We're on the yeah. It, it's it's all about 2018. Like that that is it, man. But, I, but the thing I do like. Now the the players on this team all know what it takes to get one. You know, you think about we got a bunch of Super Bowl vets. You know, they're hungry. You know, think about teams like oh, we're gonna bring in Super Bowl veterans to you know add that culture. We've been we got this the whole goddamn culture on the whole roster. Doing it for the culture. Doing it for the culture. I think that's it for the uh, for the end of the show. We appreciate you guys uh, listening to Fourth and John. Check us out on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash 4th and John. We're trying to do these uh, live streams here, Facebook Live. Give us a follow on Twitter, at 4th and John. Uh, new shirts up at the shop. A lot of good ones. Ben Franklin middle finger shirt. The Dawkins Hall of Fame shirt. The new line of license plate shirts. Right? Awesome. Uh, and the uh, Suck My Lombardi shirt. So until next time, boys and girls, let's do this right. Say it loud. Say it proud, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! You want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to 4th and John. Wait, what the f*** is a John anyway? Ain't nobody got time for this. Oh, he needs God. some milk. Put him in a fucking bag. What my man Jay and John just said. Look at this dude. Poor donkey. Hello, my. I'm gonna get real weird with it. Fire! 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 I'm gonna make him an offering down the field.
Kevin. Kevin. I'm going to get real. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.